And then we have a special visitor, Mr. and Mrs. Claus, will be showing up and we will open it up to the community if they want to come in, I don't know, what do we say, 1.30ish? Um, and we have a backdrop if families want to take pictures, they can do that and we'll provide hot chocolate and candy canes. So that'll be on the 12th. And there is a sign-up sheet in the narthex already for that potluck if you want to sign up what you're going to bring. Christmas parade in Clinton is December 4th. We are going to participate in the Christmas parade. Dottie's going to chair that, so if you have any ideas or you're willing to help or if you'd like to participate in any way, let Dottie know. Um, also, poinsettias that we usually put out for Christmas Eve, there's a sign-up sheet and a sample of one out in the narthex. They are $12 a piece. Sign up and let us know in honor of who you'd like that or in memory of who uh, you'd like that poinsettia to, rec you know, resemble or You know what I mean. Um, Christmas wrapping. We are again, I believe this is the third year, we're doing Christmas wrapping the 15th and 16th from 6 o'clock in the morning till 6 o'clock in the evening. If you are willing to give us a few hours during that time slot, those time slots and you'd like to help wrap, let Luann or I know. Also, we are looking for boxes. We think we got enough wrapping paper and ribbon, but we're looking for boxes, like shirt boxes and um, gift boxes. If you've got old Amazon boxes, those come in handy too. Oh, and the last thing, I almost forgot, Phyllis has lots of goodies in the gym on the tables, including some of these water bottles. Um, there's also hygiene products. There's bags of potatoes on, at the beginning of the table. So please go through and shop after worship. And I think that's it. So let's get started. Our opening song is for is page 494 Kumbaya my lord Someone needs you, Lord, come 
Please join me for our call to worship. Let our hearts exult in the Lord. Our strength is exalted in God. Let our mouths be ever fixed in praise. God has given us the victory. There is no holy one like the Lord. Like our God. Praise the Lord. And please join me for the opening prayer. Merciful God, you hear our cries and honor our tears. Stir in us such a passion during worship that we might vow to give our best for the glory of your name. Amen. And our affirmation of faith this morning is the Apostles' Creed on page 882 or in your bulletin. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born in the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven is seated at the right hand of the Father and will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy universal church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Our next hymn is My Soul Gives Glory to God, page 198. Thank you. 
Please join me in the prayer of illumination. Lord, by the power of your spirit, reveal to us your word. Let us be a holy temple built on Christ, our sure foundation. Amen. You may be seated. Our first scripture reading this morning is from Daniel 12, 1 through 3, NRSV version, The Resurrection of the Dead. At that time, Michael, the great prince, the protector of your people, shall arise. There shall be a time of anguish such as never occurred since nations first came into existence. But at that time, your people shall be delivered, everyone who is found written in the book. Many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the sky, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. The word of God for the people of God, and you say, thanks be to God. Trusting in the grace of God, let us confess our sins against God and our neighbors. Please join me in the prayer of confession. O God, who is faithful and just, we have failed to help those who have little, while we, we are boastful and haughty and fail to appreciate the gifts you have given. Our arrogance has led us away from your righteous way. Forgive us, merciful God, and lead us to a humble path. For Jesus' sake, amen. Please join me in a silent confessional prayer. People of God, Jesus Christ, who gave himself once and for all, forgive and forgives and saves. Therefore, be reconciled to one another, holding fast to the confession of our hope through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. I have a number of prayer requests, and I will be the first to admit I sometimes do not pronounce names well, so if I, if I say a name incorrectly, please correct me or forgive me. And is Sloan, Rosemary Relitz, his older sister, passed away uh, the morning of Wednesday, the 10th of November. Please keep her and her family in your prayers. Fred Bauman, recovery from his car accident. Um, cards can be sent to him uh, at a new, it says new address, uh, Liberty Village of Jerseyville, attention F Bauman number 404-1251 North State Street. And it's written here, so if you need it, please uh, just inquire. Wilden Paul Hawkins, Thanks be to God. Wilda is home recovering, and, but they do need continued prayers of recovery. <clears throat> the uh, two Clinton High School seniors who lost their lives in the automobile accident on September 20th, 
One of the surviving boys has returned to school. The other is out of, the, of his coma, has returned home, and is walking and making progress, but definitely continued prayers for recovery and for the families that are and friends and students that are going through so much. Choice and Martha's sister, and uh, she passed away 1025. So continued prayers for the family and for friends. Julie, Julie Wilford, uh, Julie, her sister-in-law, Tammy, and her brother-in-law, Dave, all have COVID. Uh, prayers for healing and recovery. It says Gordon is okay. So that's a... Oh! Well, welcome back. Yay. Uh, Linda Miller, she had a heart attack, had stents installed, and now has fluid on the lungs. Uh, Linda is Richard Randolph's daughter-in-law's mother. Bill Marsh, he has fluid around the heart, and it says a decision will be made Monday as to what to do. So definite prayers for guidance and God's mercy. Sue Hartek, she hit a rough patch with her treatment but is improving daily. Ah. I did see you come in. I'm sorry. I'm well, welcome back. And I think continued prayers are in order just to continue growing strength. Um, Molly Kavach, she could use healing prayers as she continues with cancer treatment. Um, I also have LaQuinta Walker. She delivered her baby four weeks early. Uh, the baby weighs one pound. So we, we definitely pray for healing, strength, and personal experience. It will be a long road, but we ask that God be with them. If there's any other prayers, I ask that you would put those forward at this time. We definitely ask for prayers for for Noah, uh, Linda Waltz's family. We have an invitation to the offering. We're going to do that at, at the children's center. And just so everyone's aware, we will have a noisy coin, but we'll do that uh, just after the children's sermon. So keep your change, because the kids will love to hear it rattling in the bucket. This is a patriotic medley in honor of all of our veterans. Oh. 
Dear God, we offer these gifts back to you. Multiply them so that they might help build up your kingdom on earth. All glory, praise, and honor are due to you now and forever. Amen.
We'll now have the youth moment, so if any of the children would like to come up. good morning. I have a question for you. Has anyone here ever had a toy or something you like to play with that you outgrew or that broke? Oh, the kids. A few of the adults, not all the adults. I definitely fall in that category. Well, we're going to hear some scripture today that talks about oh. Hi, Zoe. The scripture talks about a big, massive temple. And Jesus said, looking at this, there's not going to be a stone upon a stone. It's going to all be torn down. Now, the toys that you either lost or they broke or you outgrew, did you replace them? Did you get other toys? No. No? You don't have toys now? Oh, you do have toys. But you know what? That's part of what we do. We grow. We become more than what we were. Now, as children, to grow physically, all you have to do is really eat and drink, and you keep growing. But how do you grow otherwise? Do you go to school? Yeah. Anybody out here go to school? Ever been to school? Yeah. Okay, a few people have been to school. But we learn things. But you know what? It's also important that we make sure we learn things and become who we want to be. What do I mean by that? Well, there was a time, I don't know if you know this, I might not have mentioned it, but I was in the Navy. And I became somebody I didn't like who I was becoming. Now, when I say that, I started to judge people. I started to get a little snippy. Now, in all fairness, my ship was deployed, and I was 1,000 miles away from everything. So I think I had a reason to. But for me, I decided to keep a journal and started reading what I was doing, and it helped me to say, this isn't the path I want to go. Do you have people that help you to guide you on your path to become a person that you want to be? You don't have a grandma or a mom or a dad or somebody that helps you? Because sometimes, how many peer, people here have started to go on a path that when you look back, you said, oops, I don't want to be that person? And what did you have to do? Did you have, once you realized it, then you could address it. Have you ever been mean to somebody and felt bad? Yeah. And how do you correct that? Do you apologize? A little bit? A lot? A lot, yeah. Because if we don't take responsibility for who we are, who will? So I know the biggest influence in my life has to be God. He has helped me in so many ways, and he has put a number of people there. Have you had people in your life that have helped? Okay. Well, I'm going to ask that you continue and make sure you be you realize who you want to be and that you try to do that, okay? And sometimes you might have to ask for help. Can you ask for help? No. 
can you guys ask for help? Okay, I heard a few yeses. I don't know. A few people, I think, sat quiet. All right. Well, will you, will you join me in the Lord's Prayer? Okay, and we're, we're going to say it straight through, okay? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom power, and the glory forever. Amen. Now, we have one other thing. Do you guys remember the noisy coin? Yeah. Do you like the noisy coin? Okay. I, I happen to have two buckets, and I think there's two people here. Do you want to get this side, and you get that side? Yeah. I forgot to announce our noisy coin offer this morning is going for Haiti If you didn't hear that, the noisy coin is going for Haiti Relief. And as we know, Haiti has some incredible trying times at the moment. Okay, off you go. I know I've gone through the prayer request, and this is time for prayer of the people. I'd ask if anybody has additional prayers to come forward. Well, we ask that all prayers, including those silent ones, be presented to our gracious Lord. I also have a a request for a presentation. Next Sunday is the last Sunday for the boxes to be turned in to Samaritan's Purse. And uh, I, I, we will be taking them over Sunday after church. They have 
from 12 to 4. They have the uh, collection churches there open. And after that, it's gone from here. Uh, I wanted to mention that Sue Rees, who isn't here, if you haven't done a box and it's hard for you to, to uh, shop or you don't want to, if you, uh, if you give me a 20, I'll give it to Sue. She's a good shopper. She'll take care of that box and the postage. And if you haven't done one, there are seven boxes left. We had, I think, about 58 boxes total. And it would be a great thing if we could get the rest of those seven boxes filled. And, and this is a wonderful mission. So thank you. is Hebrews 10, 11 through 12, NRSV version. And every priest stands day after day at his service, offering again and again the same sacrifices that can never take away sins. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. And since then has been waiting until his enemies would be made a footstool for his feet. For by a single offering he has perfected for all time those who are sanctified. And the Holy Spirit also testifies to us after saying, This is the covenant that I have made, will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their hearts, and I will write them on their minds. He also adds, I will remember their sins and their lawless deeds no more. Where there is forgiveness of these, there is no longer any offering for sin. A call to preserve, persevere, excuse me. Therefore, my friends, since we have confidence in, in, to enter the sanctuary by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us approach with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed pure washed our bodies washed with pure water let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering for he who has promised is faithful and let us consider how to provoke one another to love and good deeds not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching the word of God for the people of God, and you say, thanks be to God. Our next song is page 703, Swing Low, Sweet Chariot. Carry me home, a band of 
Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives across from the temple when Peter, I'm sorry, started a little late. As Jesus was leaving the temple, one of his disciples said, Look, teacher, what wonderful stones and buildings. Jesus answered, You see these great buildings? Not a single stone here will be left in its place. Every one of them will be thrown down. Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives across from the temple when Peter, James, John, and Andrew came to him in private. Tell us when this will be, they said, and let us and tell us what will happen to show that the times has come for all these things to take place. And Jesus said to them, Watch out and don't let anyone fool you. Many men claiming to speak for me will come and say, I am he, and they will fool many people. And don't be troubled when you hear the noise of battles close by and news of battles far away. Such things must happen, but they do not mean that the end has come. Countries will fight each other. Kingdoms will attack one another. There will be earthquakes everywhere, and there will be famine. These things are like the first pains of childbirth. You know, I, I read the scriptures and I have to admit, you know, all the, the temple being torn down and wars and rumors of war. And I was wondering, how am I going to fit that into a sermon because I kind of like uplifting sermons, not things that are way down. So, the first thing I thought of, this November 14th, we're as close on a Sunday as we can get to Veterans Day. So the first thing I'd like to say is thank you to the veterans. I'd ask any veteran to please stand and be recognized. Thank you. And then I thought, what, our veterans, we give them honor and we say, this is a good thing. And why is that? 
because they stepped out, they made a commitment, and they decided to defend. But, but what were they defending? I served on a wonderful ship. It, I might have mentioned it once or twice to a couple of people. But did I, was I trying to protect that ship? Well, of course, to the extent, but that ship was made to go in harm's way. If it was to be lost, it was acceptable. Wait a minute, what? Why would that be acceptable? Because the material things are not what's important. The ship was a beautiful ship, and it's now decommissioned, and it's razor blades, but it wasn't the ship that was important. It wasn't an aircraft. It wasn't a building. It was the principles that we hold dear. Has anybody heard the song from Luke Combs, Forever After All? It says, in the song it goes, you only get so much before it's gone. A good truck, 200,000 miles. Uh, he mentions a beer, 12 ounces, etc., etc. But, but there's only so much of it. That's okay. So, so my next question was, well, what material things do we crave? Has, has anyone here ever craved material things maybe a little more than you should have? Oh, I, I see a couple of hands, but I, I know... I know I had a really great lesson in material things uh, last summer when uh, some of you might have heard I crashed my motorcycle and it was toast. But you know what? The motorcycle wasn't what was important, was it? <clears throat> when uh, my son Nicholas was... I'm going to have a few stories of my son Nicholas. Luckily, he's not here to harass me. My son Nicholas was little. He was probably two or... I don't think he was even three yet. And when he was that age, he had to have a nap, about one o'clock in the afternoon. And if he didn't get a nap, who knows what happens with little children that don't get their naps? Cranky. Well, I looked up at the clock, and suddenly it was like 2.30 or 3. It's like, uh-oh. And I can't go the whole day without him having a nap. So I said, Nick, time for a nap. Well, what does a little kid do when you tell them something they don't want to do? especially when they're already tired. He threw a fit. He was kicking and screaming. Now, at the time, I was wearing my favorite shirt. It had puffy arms. I called it my pirate shirt. You know, Morgan, have to associate with pirates a little bit. And it was white, and it was cotton. I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. And when I picked Nick up, and he's struggling and thrashing, he managed to get his foot in my pocket. And guess what happened to the shirt? It was torn. It was toast. Now, to say I was a little aggravated, a few emotions running through, and I took him and I set him down in his bed, and I don't know what compelled me to do this, but I, I bent over and I kissed him on the forehead, and all my anxiety, all my frustration, just in that single kiss, flowed away. I have no doubt that that the Holy Spirit was with me. Because what was important? It wasn't the shirt. When we listen to our gospel reading today, what did the disciples decide was important? What did they ask Jesus? When's this going to happen? And what are the signs? 
They were looking at the building. Oh my gosh, this magnificent temple is going to be torn down, not a brick upon a brick. So how will we know when this happens? You know, I, I love this church, but I have no illusions that it will last forever. The building won't last forever. The church will. So how did Jesus respond to him? He didn't give him a time frame, not immediately. He said, be careful. People will try to deceive you. No, that, that's not answering about the building, is it? But Jesus knew what was important. It wasn't the building. It was the people. <clears throat> we know people can be deceived. There's been great orators that, well, haven't held on to good messages. The most common that we like to use is Adolf Hitler because he's the proverbial bad man. But he most certainly could capture an audience. He could speak wonderfully and people would listen to him. Now, in the scripture that was read, it said, provoke one another on towards love and good deeds. I, I read a different version and it said, how, may, how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. And I, I really like that. If you're listening to somebody and they're telling you things about upset or blame somebody. Have you ever blamed somebody else when you were upset? It was kind of your fault, but, but you shifted blame a little bit. Anybody do that? Yeah, we're all human. But the message from Jesus is not going to shift blame. It's going to spur one another on towards love and good deeds. So what is love and good deeds? Love is our feelings and our good deeds show them. Can you have love and not show your good deeds? I believe Jesus said you can't have a candle and then put it under a, a, a pot so nobody can see it or a city on a mountain and, and hide it. We show our love by our good deeds. Now, is this easy? <laughs> Is it easy to show your love? Yes? No? Yes? Who says yes? It's easy. It, it's easy sometimes, but when is it hard? If people you don't like? What, what about somebody you love that is requiring something called tough love? Say somebody who is addicted or somebody who... Isn't that some of the hardest? The people that you love the most can cause you the most difficulty. And how do we then show our love to them? Still through our good deeds. Our good deeds may be hard. It may be saying no. It may be saying no. Jesus said these are the beginnings of birth pains. I have no idea what birth pains are. I'm going to admit that straight out. But I remember when my daughter was born. And my wife, we went to the hospital, and they hooked her up to this machine that would show her contractions. 
and the machine would go dee, 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 and up, 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 and she's cringing more and more and more. And then it would go back down. And as I stood there, I had a little cup of ice chips and an ice chip. Do you know how absolutely useless I felt? Sometimes we feel like that's all we're doing is giving an ice chip. But we have to remember those good deeds still matter. When our, when our daughter was born and after the fact, I relayed that story to my wife even, saying how absolutely useless I felt offering an ice chip after I knew she had been in a lot of pain. And she, she told me, don't you realize how important it was that you were there? Don't you realize how, it, how much it meant to her that I was by her side? So don't underestimate your good deeds. Sometimes the smallest of deeds have the biggest of impacts. Sometimes somebody needs just that little encouragement and you have no idea. So give the encouragement. Tell somebody you like their ties. Tell somebody you like what they just did. Tell them how much you appreciate them. You know, I, I read news reports and whatnot of, of people that... <clears throat> this one hits very home. That give, uh, like going through a drive-thru and buy the meal behind somebody. You know what? I did that once. It was nothing. It was under 20 bucks, right? Psh, no big thing. Except I got to the window to get my stuff and normally I drive away and they said, oh, pull up because I can't remember. Your fries aren't done. So I pulled up, and the person behind me then pulled next to me, and I was like, you know, I didn't do that to, to get a thank you or anything like that. I, I just wanted, it was, makes me feel good. But I rolled down my window, and they rolled down theirs, and here's where it gets incredible. The lady looked at me and said, two weeks ago, my daughter died, and you restored my faith in humanity. I was blown away. This was not what I anticipated. This was just a little thing. But you never know how it impacts others. Jesus told us to love one another as I have loved you. Make sure we show that. Make sure we keep what is important in our minds, and it's not the material things. We need material things. We have a coat, and it can be a status symbol, but what's the purpose of the coat? It's to keep us warm. We can have a car, and yes, a car can be a status symbol, but what's the purpose? It's to drive around and get from point A to point B reliably. But those that we love and those that we have trouble loving for us to be Christians, that's what we have to do. That's what we have to As I told the children, have you ever been on a course where you weren't happy with who you were, who you were becoming? Has anybody been there? I have. And what do you have to do? You have to readjust. You have to say, wait a minute. This isn't who I want to be. And then we move forward. <clears throat> Jesus had the right mindset. 
it wasn't the building. It wasn't the fact that the temple was going to one day be laid waste. It was the people. How do we know if somebody's deceiving us? Because they're not saying what is love and good deeds. They don't, in, they don't spur us to love and good deeds. They spur us to blame somebody else or to, to not take responsibility or any number of things. But listen. Listen to who is giving the message. There are wonderful people that can give great messages. And sometimes those that are best at speeches are the ones you have to watch the closest. It is in love and our good deeds that we show we are Christians. Let us always show that, not just on Sunday, not just in church, not just to one another, but to everyone we come in contact with. In love, let us go forth now and throughout our entire lives, showing our love by the good deeds we present. Amen and amen. Please join me in the closing song, Stand By Me, on 512.
Beloved, be encouraged in the Lord, and do not be led astray. Stand firm in the witness of the gospel, and do good deeds, all for the glory of God. May the Lord continue to bless and keep you this day and forevermore. Amen.